0: support groups and that's also very important because women also find a lot of support from other women so even just creating a support group as you know as an lc creating a support group and inviting moms to come in to support each other
1: Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women, from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues, to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, since you're tuning into this episode of Mom Talks with Krista. So if you've been following us for a while, you will know we talk all about the importance of supporting moms in the community, education, and so much more. I mean, the internet is an amazing place because of education. Um, and it's really cool, all the stuff you can find. So today's guest is the founder of What The Boo, Dinej Outram, and I was so excited to talk to her because she's just so passionate about what she does, and I think It's really cool for us to hear from her um, why she got into the work she does, how she's kind of turned it into this amazing company, What the Boob. So she started as a labor and delivery nurse at a public hospital, working with a lot of immigrants and uh, BIPOC. She noticed that there was really a need for community-based workers, that a lot of a lot of the women didn't have the education or support around them. And so through this, she started joining organizations to be able to support and help these women. And now she's doing that with her her company, What the Boob. It's just amazing to see the work she does. And she just talks about the importance of sharing free education to women, no matter what stage they're at in motherhood, this is a really important episode. I hope you guys learn something and can take something away and share something with your community. You know what? We always just talk about the support. And so I just hope you guys can take something from this, show another mom support from this episode. So without further ado, here's my interview with Dinesh Outram. All right, guys, today we have Dinesh here and she's going to be talking all about trauma and breastfeeding in the Black community, and I'm I'm so excited for this episode. I think it's something that we really need to talk about on the show, and so just to get started, can you just explain a little bit about who you are, and then we'll kind of go from there.
0: Of course. Well, my name is Dinesh. I'm a mom of two first. <laughs> I'm a wife. I'm also a registered nurse. I'm from New York. I'm an IBCLC, and I am CEO and founder of What the Boo.
1: Awesome. Very
0: cool. Um, yes. Thank you.
1: So, okay, so let's talk a little bit more. I know you you started off with your with a job in public health. So, what kind of made you want to go into public health and what were your overall goals with going that direction at first?
0: So, I actually started off at working at a public hospital as a labor and delivery nurse in, um, in Queens, New York here. And the population that we serve, they were majority immigrants, BIPOC people um, who were receiving government services. And through my experience there for two years, I noticed that there was a need for more community-based workers to educate women prenatally on the, the labor and delivery and breastfeeding experience. So I actually, I got pregnant and I went on maternity leave. And then once I was on maternity leave, I actually came across the opportunity to join an organization, the one that I work for right now, to serve first-time moms on a community-based level. And that was just ideally what I needed, what I felt passionate about at the time. So um, the specific agency that I work for right now, again, we serve women in the community who receive government assistance. And some of these women are also in fourth. Secure and we do serve women who are incarcerated as well. So I was able to translate the information and the knowledge that I received from working as a nurse in labor and delivery to be able to aid and assist these women.
1: Oh, wow. A lot of what you talk about is like the lack of education too in these areas. And so, so yes. what you kind of start with when you kind of do meet with these women and kind of help them out in this kind of uncharted territory.
0: I think for me, it's a little easier for these women to connect to me because they see a reflection of them when they look at me, because that's the majority of the women that I serve. So I meet the women where they are. I don't come in as a, I'm a professional and I'm coming in as a professional, but I'm not starting off the conversation as someone who is here and you're here just because I hold a degree. So I meet you where you are and I find out what you know and what are your goals? What are your desires? Where can I fill these gaps for you that have not been filled? What experiences have you had already? How can I come in and make that better for you? How can I change the experiences you have had already? I have met a lot of women who have not had great experiences with the system. And what does that translate to? Lack of trust. So they don't feel comfortable to be able to go to their providers and ask these questions. So I meet them where they are. And based on what they tell me, then we work together. We're a team. It's not me coming and telling you what to do. I am am here working for you, essentially. That's what I'm doing to help you reach your goals, no matter what they may be. So I just look at myself as a form of support. Mm
1: -hmm. That's amazing. I think that Helps so much to meet them at the right level because I think it can be so intimidating to go in and be like, I don't know about any of this stuff, like, where do I start? Um, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I know you kind of talk about a lot of it has to do with trust in the system, how the system has been set up. And so, what do you think some other reasons are for this lack of you know education? And I know like this the system is a huge part of it. There's, you know, yes, um, yeah, lack of help. And what else do you kind of see in your studies and work through all of this?
0: Access is a big thing, right? A lot of, again, like I said, a lot of the women I work with receive government assistance. So a majority of them are on Medicaid. It's very difficult to find a provider who, uh, at least an IBCLC here in New York, I'm not too sure about other states, I can only talk about where I'm from, Um, but it's very difficult for them to connect with an IBCLC through their insurance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these women, you know, don't have the financial means to obtain those services. So there's the gap right there. Why is it that a lot of these IBCLCs are not taking Medicaid? And that's because the government are not providing them, like they're not enticing them to do so. When I, I had looked into it, Honestly, the other day, because I had a client who was in real need of one-on-one lactation consultation services, I had to consult with an IBCOC of mine and trying to understand why is it that many of you don't take Medicaid? Because I reached out to so many IBCOCs, and you know why? Because the reimbursement is only thirty dollars. That's not and that's not enticing for someone. You know, even for I'm I'm. A, community advocate. So I, you know, through what the boob, I offer information to women for free, but sometimes that information that I give requires one-on-one help. And if they don't have the ability to access that because of finances, then they're stuck. Who are they, who can they turn to? Mm -hmm. They have no one to turn to. So that's where I feel like I come in and I fill that gap for these women. By providing that prenatal education and support, you know I I always 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 tell women you can always come to me if you have any questions you have any concerns any issues feel free to come to me don't think that you know you have to be making this amount of money to come see me no I'm going to work with you as best as I can mm-hmm. so that's how that's a you know that's how it goes
1: that's amazing and that's such. Important work, like you said, like education is so important and the access to it, the education because you know it's out there, but if you can't afford to go to it or you're not told about it, it's not just going to be mm-hmm. like you know easy to find. Um, so exactly, important. So, what can people do? I mean, is there, I mean, I know this is kind of off the cuff, but what can people do like in their communities to? make this education more accessible to share this.
0: I actually love that you asked me this question. Um because I I actually held a titnic. I created a titnic. It was a picnic for breastfeeding moms. And I did this in 2019. And it was just something I felt like I needed to do to the for the community. I was trying to figure out well how can I give back? You know, this is before I launched what the boo it was previously prolacting, but we can get into that later. And through that public event, I, connected with other LCs in my neighborhood. And I asked them, I said, would you be able to donate some of your time to come to this event? I invited Black women to come to get education and support and to support each other, not just from the LCs, but each other. So hosting community events like that, you know, well, that was pre-COVID, but now during COVID, even having a 30-minute webinar or even, you know, doing like a Q&A session once in a while, some or putting, you know, infographics out there, something like that to entice women to come and be educated and just give it to them for free. You know, it doesn't hurt. Everything is going to benefit the community at the end of the day. That's Mm -hmm. all it's about. So just having those free spaces and free events, that's one way you can definitely go about it. You know, I'm not saying to do it all the time because people have to make a living, but at least, you know, a little bit to give back to the community. That would be a beautiful way. And I know the community would appreciate that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing with this COVID and everything, one thing that it's shown us is that a lot of stuff can be done online and with these webinars and events. And like, I think that like something that, you know, we've done it. Mommy knows best is like online, you know, in our Facebook group or, you know, on Instagram, we'll just do live yes. conversations and just talk about things because yes. it's so many things that like, First time moms don't know about
0: support groups. And that's also very important because women also find a lot of support from other women. So even just creating a support group as, you know, as an LC, creating a support group and inviting moms to come in to support each other. And if you can do a little check in once in a while, have a little Q&A session, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so powerful, creating a community and a safe space for people to connect with each other. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective, but tastes good? Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready to eat lactation cookies. Perfect for our on the go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten free option. And let me tell you guys, You would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, It's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at MommyKnowsBest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. So I know we also really want to talk about like the history of trauma, when it as it relates to breastfeeding in the black community so what can you kind of tell us about this where did this kind of start with and then kind of where is it at right now and so in order
0: to really understand the correlation between the rates of breastfeeding in the black community and trauma i think you have to take a look at the history of breastfeeding for Black women in America in general. That's the only way we're going to see where it came from and how it's affecting us now. And, you know, just looking back on it, just being a Black woman, coming in as a Black slave, right, having to breastfeed your oppressor's child and put your own child aside can have a psychological effect on you, right? You can have... because of the trauma, because of all that you're encountering, being in that position can cause you to have a negative association with breastfeeding in general. I can only imagine for me as a being experiencing something as traumatic as slavery and then having to breastfeed a child that's not my own, you know, neglecting the, it's, well, I wouldn't, I don't want to call it neglect, but being forced to, you know, neglect the nutritional needs of your own child. And then it's hard to come back from that mentally, right? So what happens is that, for example, you have grandmommy who experienced this, right? Who is now creating her own formula because that's sometimes what they ended up having to do, you know, using things like arrowroot and stuff like that to create formula for for their own children. Um, So then their kids know that that is the new norm. And then what happens? The next generation comes in and sees bottle feeding as the norm. So now it's continuing generation after generation after generation of just bottle feeding. No one knows about breastfeeding anymore. And conditioning is key. In order for you to have it normalized for you, you have to be exposed to it. You know I grew up my mom I have two younger sisters so I grew up seeing my mom breastfeed and that's all I knew so I you know as soon as I got pregnant it was like breastfeeding was what I knew I was going to do for mo- both of my kids I I didn't know anything else so I think that that experience has changed the psyche of a woman which has then manifested itself into the lack of education and knowledge and exposure to breastfeeding in their own communities so what do we need to do? We need to allow women to be more exposed, which is why I'm so grateful for social media because now you have a lot of black breastfeeding pages that's showing women breastfeeding is normal it's normal to breastfeed at one day old, six months old, nine months old, 12 months old, 24 months old, two years old, three years old. So we need to continue that exposure. We need to continue to normalize breastfeeding in the black community. And even through media in itself, I know, you know they're working very hard to implement breastfeeding into shows. You would often find, see it in shows now, moms breastfeeding their babies publicly. Um, but even through the graphics and the images that we're putting out there when we're advertising breastfeeding and breastfeeding products, right? Um, make the images more diverse, more Black women. That's how we're going to allow Black women to understand that. Yeah, this is not not for us. We are also included. So, um, you know, just to bring it back around, when I create, so I create animated videos that educate women on breastfeeding. And I'm very specific about the graphics that I use. I use, I use black women, black babies, black families, so that it becomes normalized and ingrained in their head because the subconscious is very powerful.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that representation is so powerful because you want to see someone that looks like you doing it and knowing that, oh, that's normal. That's I can do too. Um, Yes. And that impact is so powerful. So what kind of yeah. other resources, so obviously representation, and you talk about these, you know, education courses, but so other kind of resources, like when you have uh, people of color and black women come to you, mm-hmm. do you, what kind of resources do you provide them with? Like if they're kind of, maybe if they're currently pregnant and they are mm-hmm. looking into it, but are still kind of worried about this new avenue, um, what kind of resources do you provide?
0: Well, usually when these moms come to me, you know, I usually try to be the one to educate and support them as much as I can. So, you know, I always tell them, okay, well, what questions do you have? Let me answer some of it for you. Let me dispel those myths. And then what I also encourage moms to do is to reach out, like if they are delivering at a hospital or a birth center, sometimes these places offer courses. Well, not really a course, but one class that they can take It's usually nothing that's very long, but a one day class that they can take. So I usually tell them to, you know, reach out to their provider and see if they're offering any breastfeeding courses. Then La Leche League is also a great place to find any information. Um, If they also want to find information about breastfeeding and how it translates to beneficial, to being beneficial for babies, then the American Academy of Pediatrics. So I usually keep it there, but a lot of the times they like to be very personal. They want to to have someone to talk to, you know, you can always read things on the internet, but they want to have that one-to-one relationship. So I try to be that person to do that for them.
1: Awesome. Yeah. It's like back to that connection that you kind of talked about earlier. Connection is key. And so I know we kind of mentioned your company earlier, but let's kind of just talk about a little bit more. So you have the company called What the Boob. So a little bit more about why did you create it and what are your goals of the company?
0: What the Boob is actually a rebirth of prolactin. So when I, again, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I myself, even though I um, was already a nurse, I was not a CLC. So I wasn't a certified lactation counselor. I knew about the benefits of breastfeeding, but I do not have the, I didn't have then the in-depth knowledge that I have now. And I needed a community. So I I couldn't find one. So I wanted to create one. So I went on Instagram and I created a page called Prolactin, which was a play on the hormone prolactin that is responsible for helping you produce milk. And there I started with my journey and it was more personal. So I would post more images again, to try to normalize the black breastfeeding experience. I was posting images and inspirational quotes and answering questions and doing videos on like breast pumping and things of that such. And because I wanted to reach more women on more of an educational stance, I decided to create what the boob and the whole mission of what the boob is to educate, support, and normalize the breastfeeding experience for a woman. And I do this through the creation of very short. I like to call it the tasty of breastfeeding because the the, the style of my videos are very funny. They're very short, but you, it's jam packed. You get the information that you need. It goes straight to the point, and I use that as a way of attracting moms to simplify the complications of breastfeeding. Because you know, a lot of moms I speak to, they come in with this idea that breastfeeding is going to be difficult off off the bat. They come with that in their mind, and if you're already coming to a situation feeling that way. you might manifest it to be that way. So I try to debunk that, bring it down and say, it's not that it's difficult. This is your first time breastfeeding. This is your baby's first time breastfeeding. You guys are learning to do a new dance. You just got to be patient and give it a little bit of time. So what the boob, we focus on just educating and supporting as best as we can to these moms. And we're looking to grow our community.
1: Awesome. I love that. I love, like we keep going back to it, but just the community. I think- that's the powerful thing about um, social media these days is that you can find that connection. Even if you're isolated in a town where you don't know anybody, you can still find that connection online.
0: Yes. That is so important. A lot of these women don't have a, you would be surprised how many women who don't have that support. It's many, many, many women. And I know like, even though what the boob is aside from my regular job, A lot of the women I deal with, and I hear about it from the women I work with from my job. So I know, and I only have a specific group of women. And if 80% of these women of 15 are telling me that they feel lonely, they're looking for a community, how can they find this community? Then that's telling me that I got to do something to create that community. Because if it's not there, I feel responsible because I know what it was like. That's why I even decided to create the community. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah that's so needed I mean I I, we see all the time in our facebook group too of just you know it, people that are just finding they're super lonely at that time even if you know they did have a bunch of a community before they're kind of in a new community now because they're figuring out this you know motherhood or they're figuring out a new stage exactly. of that. so where where can everyone you know follow you and what kind of other like services do you offer that you know if people aren't near you that they that They can connect with you for?
0: Well, people can connect with me on social media. So I am on Instagram at what the dot boob. I also I'm more recently created a Facebook support group. I'm also on clubhouse as well. Um, And services I offer. So I do offer one on one lactation services. I'm also developing a prenatal breastfeeding course that is going to be accessible to women. It's not going to be it's not going to put women at a place of having to choose if they should even take the educational um, course because they can't afford it. I want to make it accessible to everybody. And then I'm always there for support. You can always send me a message. You know, if you need a word of encouragement, I am there for you. If you have a question, I am there to support you. So you can always feel free to reach out to me.
1: Very cool. And whenever your course um, launches, let me know and we can put like the description, we can put the link to it in the description and all that. And, um, Absolutely. Thank you. Well, yeah. So I always like to end these interviews with what I call um, fun thinking questions. And so if you could have a billboard made today where you could share one tip Mm -hmm. with moms everywhere, what would you have it say?
0: That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) It would probably be my favorite thing to say to moms right now. And that's trust your body to nourish its creation. And I say it that way because it's so true. Your body created your baby. It has what your baby needs to survive and thrive. And that is breast milk. Confidence is also another thing that moms need to build up on when you're coming into the world of breastfeeding. You have to be confident in your body. You have to be confident in your milk. So be confident in it and trust it.
1: Yeah, awesome. And what is a quote that you live by or think of often when it comes to, it could become parenting or just life in general.
0: Be open to being a student again. Because being a parent can teach, your children can teach you much more than you probably have ever learned from in life. And I, I experience that every day with both of my children. And I have to say, they end up becoming the teachers and I am the student. I am learning again to be patient. I am learning how to be better every day. So be open to being a student again, no matter what the age is.
1: Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and like sharing, you know, your passion and everything you do with the community. And I think everyone needs to go check out What the Boob. I was looking around at some of your videos and they're so educational. And I just think important for people to see. And I think the work you do is Thank so
0: important. Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you. I- I look forward to seeing everyone. Please stop by and say hi. If you need some affirmation, some validation, I am here for you. I will be your biggest supporter.
1: Awesome. Yay. Awesome. I can't wait to share it. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe, the bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.